Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow Up here on the Cash Flow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Katani. And another week is down. Holy cow, it is officially June. Happy June, everyone. We are officially halfway through the year. Uh, I'm not really sure where the first half of the year went, but if you're like me, it is absolutely flying by, which is just so crazy. And hopefully you guys have awesome summer plans. We're officially rolling right into uh, summer months. I think June 21st-ish is usually the official summer solstice, kicks off June. Uh, I know I've got some awesome things planned. Hopefully you guys do as well. Okay, so we've got uh, a topic I want to get to today because it came up recently uh, when I was having a conversation with a friend and I've noticed it. I've noticed it a lot. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've noticed it with a lot of newbie investors, those particularly who have not made an investment yet, specifically a passive real estate investment. Uh, so we're going to get to that because I want to touch on it and how to overcome it. Second thing, uh, if you guys have not listened to Wednesday's episode, I break down the final agreement for the uh, debt ceiling. I mean, if you want to call it an agreement, but I break down what they're going to do and how they, why they agreed to raise the debt ceiling and avoid default and what it means for both sides. So go listen to that. That's Wednesday's episode. And of course, you guys, please go to the cashflowchronicles.com. If you're a new investor specifically, this episode is for you. Also, go to the cashflowchronicles.com, same name as the podcast, and sign up for the new five-part uh, Passive Investor video series, which will be out soon. Also, uh, I'm officially... So the Facebook group actually got created a while ago. Same name, the Cashflow Chronicles. Go to the Facebook group. Start joining the Facebook group. I'm going to start pushing that hard because... I'm going to start really focusing hard on LinkedIn and Facebook and the Facebook group is going to be where, where I focus all of my attention. So the, the cashflow chronicles, that's the name of the group go there on Facebook and join and lots of awesome things to come. So let's talk about this. Okay. So really what I want to discuss is I want to discuss a little thing called analysis paralysis. You guys may have heard of this before. And basically all it means is that when you overanalyze something, you almost do the opposite of your intention, right? So obviously you guys know, I have talked ad nauseum on here about how important it is to understand what and how, but also your why, right? Like I've preached to death about your why, but part of that comes with your education and understanding what you want to do, how you're going to do it, right? Setting your goals, learning your risk tolerance and your uh, your investment thesis, right? I've talked about all of those things. But the one thing I, I left out 
is analysis paralysis. And essentially all this is, is when you overanalyze and you overeducate yourself, you almost go backward in the sense that you studied so many things and learned so much all at once that you've actually overwhelmed yourself and have now given yourself almost too many options, right? So for instance, let's say I studied, let's say I studied uh, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, Tulsa, Jacksonville, and uh, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Five markets. And then let's say I studied uh, A and B class multifamily in all of those markets. And I found three operators in each market. That's 15 operators. You've now done due diligence, educated. So you've now done learned the ins and outs of five markets, which not bad to have a, a, an array of markets for sure. So you're, you're okay there, but now you've got three operators in each market. So it's 15 operators that you've now done due diligence on, right? You've listened to, you know, let's say 50 different podcast episodes, read three different books, and you've studied two different asset classes in those different markets, right? Now, this is a lot, and I'm, I'm, being a little bit dramatic for and exaggerating for a reason, because I want to make a point because I want you guys to know that just like when I talked about diversification, I did an episode on diversification last week and how you can over diversify, you can overanalyze, right? And let's say in those markets, you started on top of all of that, you started underwriting deals, right? Just deals that you found through your inbox, lists that you're on, webinars, whatever it may be. When you do that and you see so many numbers and so much is going through your head, you're, you, that overanalyzing, essentially what you do is you overwhelm yourself. And you're now so overwhelmed because there's so much, you have so much information and so much knowledge that it can be very challenging to actually determine where you want to invest with who and into what, right? And so this is why I talk so much, and this is why I left this out and why it's so important to find your why and to come up with your investment thesis and your uh, risk tolerance and stick to that, right? And ultimately, you guys, I can't tell you how many people I've, come across who, you know, and the reason this came up is I talked to a good friend who's looking into syndications and, you know, he's doing his own research and I respect that, right? I don't think that everybody, even my own friend should need to necessarily reach out to me because, you know, they want to formulate their own opinions and I'm all for that. But in conversation with him, what it sounds like is he's, he's reading so much and looking at so many different things that he's, he's basically overwhelmed himself and is having a harder time making a, an investment decision. And ultimately what it comes down to you guys is no matter how much education you give yourself, how much data you analyze, there's always going to be a risk. You're never going to 
bring your risk down to uh to zero, right? And if you want to get wealthy, then your goal shouldn't be to bring your risk down to zero. Now, certainly your goal should be asymmetrical returns, aka uh risk adjusted return, meaning that when you take into account all the risk, right? So, you know, uh debt risk, time risk, market risk, economic risk, financial risk, right? All the risks that go into, let's just say, a multifamily investment, right? And there's others, but you know, we'll just use those five. You can, you can, you can analyze those risks in a certain deal, right? Let's just say one specific deal, right? Let's just say I've been talking about Tulsa lately, and I like Tulsa, and you guys will hopefully soon learn why I like Tulsa. Hint, hint. But essentially. You know, so you, you look at all these things and what, right? So you find an operator, you're looking at a deal specifically. Okay, so they have fixed rate, right? So they've got uh, a Fannie, Freddie, uh, they've got fixed rate debt. Okay, that's great. Boom, there's your risk right there because now they know, now you know they've, they have 10 years, right? And this is all very basic. Okay, I don't, I don't want to get deep into the weeds here because I'm going to keep this very high level. I understand there are other risks that can come with, um, you know, for those seasoned investors are probably like, well, what if you're trying to refinance or you want to sell early, right? Blah, 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 right? I know there's other things, but just for the sake of it, to make it easy, right? So you've mitigated your debt and, and interest rate risk to a certain degree because you know that this rate is fixed for 10 years. So you know what your mortgage payment is going to be for the next 10 years, Right. Then you've got your economic risk. Well, let's just go microeconomic to Tulsa, right? We've done our research. We know that, you know, they're adding infrastructure and jobs and incentivizing people to move there. And we know that because the job diversification is strong and they're not focused on one specific sector that we've been able to mitigate and we don't have to worry about, you know, all of a sudden tech leaving, right? because it's just not a heavy tech uh, market anyway, right? So we've got that out of the way. We've got our finance risk. Okay, how much money are they raising? How much is there for CapEx, right? Uh, right, to cover deferred maintenance uh, and upgrades, right, to renovate apartments, okay? So we've got that out of the way, right? We know they've done this before. We know they got a rinse and repeat method. They're bringing in the same group that they've used before. And it's going to be just like a deal they they did two years ago. Boom. Right. So that's out of the way. Then uh, what was the other thing I said? Then you've got, okay, so time risk. Okay. So now they're putting it over three to five years, which you can see from their underwriting where they're going to slowly bring rents up to market, right? They're not, they were conservative in their underwriting and therefore are not going to, you know, bring rents all the way up, you know, they're not shooting to bring rents to market year one, right? Not to say that can't happen because certainly that can happen, but typically you want to see that happen over a two to three year period because that's what will happen on a, on a more regular basis, right? That's a lot more common 
And the last couple of years were a bit of an anomaly with being able to just walk in and raise rents. Again, not to say it can happen still. I do see it happen. But ultimately, there you go, right? Boom. So we just we just covered five of the top risks and how they were dealt with from this one deal. Okay. You guys, if if all of those things are there, you like the operator, then you know. There's no reason that you shouldn't be seriously considered in considering investing. Now, I want to put a disclaimer here, and I need to really put this at the beginning of every episode and just record it. But disclaimer, you guys, I'm not a financial advisor, CPA, or attorney. You need to consult your advisors and CPAs and attorneys before you make any investment decisions, right? But if you've gotten to this point, this would be a good time to go to those advisors and say, hey, look, I've done all of my research. I've mitigated. I'm really considering investing in this deal. What do you think? And, you know, their job is going to be to poke holes in it. But assuming they poke the same holes you did and you filled all those holes again, right? If you want to truly build wealth, you're going to have to realize that you know, you can adjust for risk to a certain degree, but you're never going to bring it to zero. And ultimately it's going to require you to eventually pull the trigger. So, so that's really it. You guys, there's not a lot to talk about there because I don't want to beat it to death and overwhelm you even more. I just want to touch on it because it's something that I see with a lot of new investors and, you know, I've had conversations. I understand people don't have this same risk tolerance as me. I'm a little bit more gung ho than others. And, you know, it's got me in trouble. I've talked about the deal I did last year that fell through and and I lost the earnest money. But ultimately what that's led to is me just learning a lesson as opposed to sitting on the sidelines so long that all of a sudden so much time passes that you've now actually, you know, you've now actually hurt yourself because you're taking too long and analyzing too long. So so that's really it. That's all I wanted to get to today to really touch on to help hopefully help you newbies who are overanalyzing really hone in. And again, that's why understanding your risk tolerance and developing an investment thesis are the most important things because if all of if the deal that you're analyzing fits into that criteria and you're able to check all the boxes, then there's there's no reason that you shouldn't be, you know, seriously considered inve considering investing, right? So, so there you guys have it. That's really it. That's all I want to touch on today. Short and sweet, but uh, again, you know, very, very important. So uh, one thing I want to leave you guys on uh, that is uh, up-to-date news is the Fed is has indicated that they will most likely be pausing their rate hike for June, which uh, the meeting is in two weeks from uh, from Wednesday of this week. So not this Wednesday, but the next. And they will, uh, they will most likely be pausing, which I said they should do, and have made it clear that just because they're pausing doesn't mean they won't hike it up later. But ultimately, you guys, this is exactly what I said. I said they should pause it so that they can let more data catch up. And what do they say? They're going to pause it in this month's meeting in order to assess more data, aka let real estate data catch up, which is about a four to six month lag. So 
everything's right on track you guys things are looking good uh we're not going to go into default and you know we could have a little bit more clear indication of what the fed's goal is uh here in a couple weeks and as always you guys know i will keep you updated so thank you guys again so much for listening I appreciate it as always. You can follow me on Instagram at Johnny Katani. Well, all social media at Johnny Katani. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. I hope you all have big plans. Summer is officially upon us and we are very excited. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.